Hello and welcome back to the MRX Lab podcast from FlexMR, the show where we investigate topics on the fringes of market research in 10 minutes or less. Today, I'm joined by Dan Siddle, Senior Consumer and Brand Insights Manager for Western Europe at the Molson Coors Beverage Company. Dan, welcome to the show. Would you like to give yourself a brief introduction to our audience? Of course. Hi, Chris. Hi, everyone. It's great to be here. So I had a consumer brand insight for Western Europe at Molson Coors, and really that's about being the voice of the consumer. So understand what's going on in their world and, and translating that into the implications and actions for our business and our brands. Sounds like a really exciting, important and probably challenging role. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, we've gone from being a company mainly focused on beer and on cider, and now we're a beverage company. So you'll know us for big brands like Carling, Coors, Doombar and Aspel. Um, but we've also got things like Threefold, the hard seltzer we've recently launched. So varied in terms of type of work, type of brands, different categories and increasingly geographies too. The topic we're going to be looking at today, I think, follows on really nicely from that. We're going to be looking at how we, as researchers, can make sure we're asking and answering the right questions for our business. So, Dan, to kick us off, how do you prioritise research questions and kind of decide what's most important for your business to know? Yeah, so I guess when, when we're planning proactive work, there's really two questions that I ask myself. So, first of all, what are the things that we expect to have a big impact on the business or the industry and you know that we can do something about and also what do the teams need to do their jobs to the best of their ability so our role is really about empowerment so i've said it's our role to be the voice of the consumer and we have to help our teams understand the diverse range of consumers that, that we serve we need to paint that picture of how consumer needs attitudes behaviors are changing over time but importantly draw out the implications for the business and the brands over those different time horizons and we should be flagging when we see those risks and opportunities for certain brands and that might be based on tracking data sales data or, or just the general consumer work that we're doing and that might prompt us to, to give extra support in certain areas as well when thinking more reactively when we're reacting to requests it's about kind of weighing up the scale of the impact and deciding how we allocate our limited resource so Obviously, bigger scale brands and investment decisions are likely to get a little bit more focus from us, but we can't solely base our support on what's big today if we want to be a sustainable business in the future. And I guess there's things where we have more or less control as well. So at least in the short term, that can kind of factor into to some of the decisions that we, we make too. It sounds like a lot goes into these kind of decisions. Do you tend to find that your various brands have quite similar insight needs or can it be quite varied between the, the different business units? It's a real mix. So, you know, we've got big established scale brands who are, you know, number ones in, in, in their categories and, and they obviously face very different um, challenges to some of the brands that are earlier in, in their life cycle that we're, we're seeding, that we're growing. And 
you know, in the in the case of things like hard seltzers, where we're entering a completely new category for us or creating a brand from scratch. So yeah, it, it really varies. There's obviously common themes. You know, we we're working with brands. There'll be needs for creative development. There'll be needs for liquid development, testing different concepts. But how that shows up in the way we work with with the stakeholders will vary depending on um, the type of brand, the type of project, um, and and really the, the the size of the business ambition too. So just picking up on a, a point you mentioned there and a little earlier in terms of those reactive requests. When you get these research requests in, what's kind of your process? How do you take that research request and look to find out what's really being asked in there? Is it quite straightforward or is there a bit of uh, digging you might have to do? Yeah, so I mean, we have a lot of stakeholders spread across different teams, different brands. And we know that, you know, when people are unsure who to go to, they might gravitate towards people they worked with before or even send the same request to multiple people. So so one of the things we've done to help manage some of the reactive requests and prioritise our, our resource and find the best home for questions too is we've got a very simple online form that, that acts as a little bit of a triage system for us. So, you know, we sit down and re review these every week as a team and then we can take the appropriate action. And just the process of filling in that form forces a bit of structure onto the request gets people to stop and think about you know what do we already know or what are we going to do with the these answers it is just a starting point and it's not always appropriate for every project but that act of stopping taking a few minutes to fill in the form it really kind of helps those further conversations and then ultimately the subsequent quality of the work that we do it doesn't mean people can't talk to us and generally the next step will be a conversation as you say to dig deeper into understanding the topic the background the context you know where's this coming from what we're going to do with it but you know that, that form is a useful reference we find it helps in terms of that alignment of, of expectations too i guess for the bigger projects when we're commissioning an agency we create a brief in collaboration with the stakeholders and then both that and the proposal that, that we get back, we can use to ensure we capture what success looks like, what are key outcomes, and give us something that we can refer back to to make sure that we are answering the right question. You know, projects will always evolve uh, and often with, with good reason, but it can be really important to go back to that starting point as well to make sure you're delivering those right answers and that ultimately you're going to be able to drive the action that, that you set out to at the start of the process. Yeah, I think that's something that a lot of people are going to resonate with the kind of importance of just coming back and retouching upon where you started and not getting lost in the project itself. You mentioned various teams and departments. Do you tend to find that the relationship between different departments affects the amount of work you do for them, how you ask questions, those kind of things, or is it pretty standard overall? Sure. I, I mean, I think it, it definitely affects it to an extent. You know, we, we sit within the marketing team and, and they're probably our core stakeholders, but we do find ourselves working across the whole business. So, you know, for example, we run projects with sales as part of building relationships with customers and we've supported our supply chain to think about how you know, changing consumer and market trends will impact the, the future business needs. The important thing, the common thing is that whatever we're doing, it's got to have the potential to, to shape, help or guide the business forward. For the more exploratory pieces, we may not always know exactly upfront what the actions and the impact may be, but we've got to continue to think about how we deliver 
that value into into the business um, and maybe we do some more of those pieces within the marketing side of things in many businesses research is seen as as a cost right and actually done right it should be thought of as as an investment but that means there's that responsibility to make the right choices and choose what we will and what we won't research and that's why that prioritization process is is really important you know you're going to be better able to demonstrate a, a return if you're really choiceful around how you invest your your time and your money and and make sure that whatever you're doing is going to deliver that value for the business be that working for marketing stakeholders or elsewhere with, within the organization I think that element of choicefulness is is really important for a lot of people. There's sometimes a tendency within research to just respond to the request, but really, even within the research, there's a need to justify the investment, the return, and understand what impact it's going to have on the business. And it, it sounds like that's what is happening here. Yeah, I mean, look, it's easier to do research now than it ever has been before. There's there's more tools, techniques available and, and increasingly self-serve tools as well, which offer a, an incredible amount of sophistication. And against that backdrop where there's a lot of time pressures, then it can be easy to jump straight into solution mode and go, okay, this is the request, right? How do I do that? What do I deploy to answer that? And, you know, it's it's really tempting. We, I, I think we've probably all been there. I've been there and, and I've I've gone right how would I answer this before I've even thought about why we're answering it and sometimes we do just have to stop and think and go okay well what what is the value that this delivers just because we can do it doesn't mean that we should and especially you know where I find ourselves with, with a team where we've got lots of amazing demand and requests coming in from all parts of the business but quite a limited team to service that then then we really need to be choiceful about how we we respond to that and and how we work collaboratively to do more of the right things across the business Dan that's been a fantastic conversation it's been really great to talk to you and we're just approaching the 10 minute mark now in the end of our time together but before we go is there any one last piece of advice you'd like to leave our listeners with possibly for researchers wanting to ask better questions that are more relevant to their business what would you tell them I mean for me the main thing would be when you get a request or you're asked a question take time to stop and think you know what is the context what is the background why are you being asked this don't assume that the question you're being asked is the one that will make the biggest difference to answer or the question that you're being asked is in the form that you should then ask it to to consumers either spend that time up front to talk to stakeholders about what is already known what success looks like and if they've got any hypothesis on what, what they expect to see, and just try and walk in, in their shoes as well. If you can understand things from, from their point of view, understand the challenges and the context that they're facing in their role, then often that's, that's a great way to unlock better projects and a better way to, to support the business. That's great. You've given us a lot of food for thought. Thank you again for being on the show. It really has been a pleasure. And to everybody listening, thank you also for joining us. We'll be back in a few weeks' time to talk about the various new and exciting ways in which insight professionals are humanizing data. Until then, I've been your host, Chris Martin, and this has been the MRX Lab.